0: Art on a Podcast is brought to you in collaboration with Go With Yamo. Go With Yamo is an art exhibition app, which helps you to find the exhibitions, art fairs and art events happening all around you. The app displays exhibitions based on your location. So the one closest to you will be at the top of the list. But if you're planning a trip, you can, of course, change your location to a different city. What makes the app really fun is that when you are at an exhibition, you can check in and earn points, which can then be used to redeem prizes from the in-app store, such as prints, exhibition tickets, books and more. Go With Yamo also create custom virtual exhibitions for galleries and artists. They recently created the virtual space for the Art on a Postcard winter auction, which is definitely worth checking out if you haven't done so already. You can find all of these on their website, along with some great blog content, including artist interviews, exhibition recommendations, quizzes and reviews. The art app is free to download from the App Store and the Google Play Store. So make sure you check it out and visit their website, www.gowithyamo.com That's G-O-W-I-T-H-Y-A-M-O. Thank you and enjoy the podcast. Hello welcome to Art on a Podcast, the podcast created by Art on a Postcard. We're back after our winter auction that closed last week. We raised a total of £75,000 for the Hepatitis C Trust, going towards the helpline and the support team that are providing information to the Infective Blood Inquiry. So really, really pleased and so grateful that we're able to make enough funds to make a difference, especially during a time like this. Um, We've never put an auction on during (laughs) such a um, difficult, stressful, bonkers and unpredictable time. So um, we worked really, really hard, especially that final slug, just to get us towards the finish line and it all paid off. So we're really happy. Thank you to everybody who picked up an artwork and has been supporting us. Or if you're a first time supporter, thank you, if you haven't supported us yet, then Follow us at Art on a Postcard, keep checking out postcard.com and keeping up to date so you don't miss out on some terrific artwork. Um, coming up at Art on a Postcard, we are taking our foot off the annual auction pedal to bring you our archival photography box sets. So if we've got five world-leading photographers, and I really mean world-leading um, photographers, we have Julia Finnett and Batten, Miles Aldridge, Adi Adekola, Harry Borden and the focus of this podcast, Sandro Miller. These box sets include 10 high quality prints in, in a beautiful box um, and as Sandro mentions in this podcast, are 10 examples of the very best of the photographer's work so we're really excited to launch them And they are limited edition, so these boxes are really a rare art to find. And as always, all funds go to the Hepatitis C Trust. Um, In this podcast with Sandro, we discuss his long-time collaboration with his muse John Malkovich, his upcoming feature film, how to get a snake charmer to pose for a picture, and capturing indigenous tribes that are in danger of terminal westernisation. Um, This is such an interesting interview and Sandro is such a worldly and um, kind of a a really amazing person actually just in that he's so generous, so kind and so sort of um, aware of the humility that it requires to really respect your subject. So I know you're going to enjoy it. So Sandro Miller is an American photographer known for his expressive images who has been photographing people for over 30 years. With numerous award-winning campaigns to his credit, Sandro is one of today's foremost photographers. He's photographed many national advertising campaigns and has seven books to his credit, and his work has been exhibited worldwide. His work explores the limits of portraiture in both commercial and fine art photography. Typically working under the simplified Sandro, The photographer maintains supreme focus on the body, revealing his subject's interiority through posture and expression. His evocation of emotion is even more potent in his solo works, as faces and bodies dominate his compositions, leaving little room for distraction from the people he captures. Sandro's most prolific muse and model is undoubtedly John Malkovich, whose photograph as Pope John Paul is is featured in our upcoming box set. So, enjoy the podcast.
1: Okay, there we go. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, got you, got you, got
1: you. Yeah, cool. How are you? Good, good, how are you? Yeah, well, thank you. Where am I calling you today? Chicago. Chicago, nice. Lovely city of Chicago. (laughs) Do you live there full time? Yeah, I I do. We have a home. We have a home in uh, Palm Springs, California. Mm -hmm yeah uh so we go there for the winter time, yeah mm-hmm. I work then you know, I'll do some work out of l a but yeah. uh you know, I'll do a lot of personal work maybe around the area and stuff like that, but uh, we try to get out of Chicago only the last few years we've we been trying to get out of Chicago in the winter time mm-hmm. because it's it's the weather's difficult, you right. know yeah, yeah, so probably- Monday right.
0: Sorry, yeah, uh, we're, I'm in London. Uh, actually, uh, we're based in London, but I'm calling from Hastings, which is a small town by the sea in England.
1: Uh, by the sea, huh?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not the same as LA kind of sea. It's like English sea, so it's like, yeah. you know,
2: choppy and cold.
1: <laughs> I, was a, I was just watching a film this morning while I was working out, because I watch films while I work out. Uh, it's the, the name of the film is called By the Sea.
2: Aha. Uh-huh.
1: You, you know it?
2: I don't know it, no, no. With
1: Brad, with Brad Pitt and Angela Jolie. Mm-hmm. It's, an, it's an older film.
0: Right, okay.
1: It's very, it's very, it's very steamy and erotic, so be <laughs> careful.
0: <laughs> was it the one that, where they met uh, and, uh, you know, he famously left Jennifer Aniston after them working together?
1: No, that was, uh, I think it was called something like The Millers or something like that. Yeah, oh, right. but no, that's, that's, that's not the film. This, this was shot after that.
0: huh. They were, were
1: actually a couple at this time.
0: Right, right, yeah. Is it yeah. important to you that you watch many movies? Because obviously you make films yourself. So is it important that you're, you know, keeping on top of what's out there?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that, uh, you know, besides taking pictures and doing uh, the work that I really love to do, uh, watching films is probably my favorite pastime. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, you know, for both my wife and myself, it seems to be like it's that hour and a half, two hours a day that we get to actually stop and, and actually relax and enjoy a little bit of our, you know, our, it's a nice time together and it's peaceful, it's relaxing and we take notes when we watch films. Mm-hmm. I'm preparing myself to shoot a full feature film. Um, hopefully it's going to begin shooting in 2022, but it may be, you know, because of the COVID and, and all the delays it may maybe 2023.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: uh, it'll be my very first feature film. So um, I, you know, I, I love to watch these films and I'll actually take my, you know, my, my cell phone out and, and I'll stop a scene and I'll take a picture of a scene that really resonates with me. And uh, I'll use that for inspiration or influence, yeah. So, no, we love watching, we love watching films.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, um, one film in particular out of your repertoire that is relevant to this conversation is your film Butterfly, um, the short film that you made with John Malkovich, um, who's, Portrait uh, uh, taken as recreated as uh, Pope uh, John Paul is featured in our box set that we're putting out of these ten prints of your artwork. Um, could you tell us a bit about that collaboration, that relationship um, that you, you forged with John?
1: Yeah, well, you know, John and I, John and I met uh, about twenty-three, maybe even close to twenty-four years ago. Uh, there is a wonderful theater ensemble here in chicago by the name of steppenwolf steppenwolf theater which is kind of known as you know one of the world's very 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 best theaters and a lot of great uh, movie stars will come out of this theater company and uh, i received a call about 24 years ago uh, that they needed some portraits of john john was in a play there he's an ensemble member and I had been shooting all the ensemble members for Steppenwolf for years. I worked with them for maybe about 18, 19 years. But one day they sent John over and we had a, uh, just, just a really lovely shoot together. Uh, we bonded very quickly. I was very, very well prepared uh, for John when he came in. You know, I did my homework. Uh, I had different sets uh, that I had set up. I had my ideas in my mind. I had run through my ideas several times with other people. Um, And so the shoot went very, very, very smoothly. And I think John, he first, I mean, I I think he really connected with me because everybody who I work with, whether it's a movie star or whether it's um, somebody that I find off the street, I always work with them in with a great deal of respect and care and love. Um, I feel that uh, every single one of my sitters are actually giving me something, you know, as a gift. They're giving me a gift, they're giving me a piece of them, they're giving me a moment uh, of their time. And, uh, you know, many times they're letting me, they're letting me kind of invade their lives because I ask for things from them that maybe normally they wouldn't do. But John really, uh, I think, respected the way that uh, I dealt with him. And he loved that I was very, very well prepared to work with him. And we did some amazing images that first time. And after that, we had a little bit of a chat. And he says, you know, I, I'm in Chicago quite a bit. You know, maybe, maybe we could do this again. And that was the beginning of a relationship that now has gone 24 years I'm probably close to maybe 200 portraits, different portraits that I've done with John. I've done four films with John, short films, all short art films. And now this feature film that I am working on will star John Malkovich.
2: Wow, okay, can we,
0: can we get any kind of a uh, scoop on the film, the feature film?
1: Well, it's, it's, about a, it's, a, it's about a troubled transgender, you know, a life growing up um, in a very, very, very difficult um, uh, situation, uh, and then a battle with religion, battle with God. Uh, so, you know, I've been photographing transgenders for almost as long as I've known John. Uh, I've been photographing transgenders for 22 years. Mm. Now I'm on to shooting the community of uh, non-binary, and, uh, you know, I just really love this community, and what I do in my projects is I I, I hope that I can use my photography to to maybe educate people that might be uh, born in a home that may not have been taught uh, understanding and love and care for all people. You know, it's um, it's something that I've always felt that we as photographers have the power to change people's minds through imagery. Yeah. So I've been you know, I've been I've been all over the world shooting transgenders and it's probably another three, four year project before I'll release the book. Or the exhibitions of that work, but right now I'm just enjoying the community, enjoying the people, the community. Um, we do some really wonderful sessions together. I'm constantly learning uh, about the community, and I've learned, you know, what it takes to go through the changes, how their minds, how their minds really, really are, how they really don't feel at all that they were born into the right bodies, and I accept that and I believe that. And I've seen it um, in so many of these beautiful people where they were maybe have born uh, you know a, a female, but they really 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 weren't a female uh, at all you know that they're truly truly male and it's just you know it's been very interesting to me so um that's what the movie's going to be about you know but it gets dark it's very deep um and so that's why I do my research now you know when I'm watching films I'm really spending time researching uh camera moves you know i i shoot i sh- i'm a I, i'm a director so i've been directing for um you know tv commercials and documentaries and um you know art films for nearly 15 years uh but this will be my very 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 first feature film and you know i want it to be wonderful i i don't i don't want to go in there and be known as, uh, you know, this guy was a photographer and he wanted to be a director. You know, it's not really, you know, how I want, you know, people to look at this film. I want people to understand. I really understand what I'm doing. And I've got a beautiful story to be told. And I want to tell it in a way that's very, very, very beautiful and gripping and something that stands out over and above so much of the, the films that we see today.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I know your work, and I'm sure that it will be nothing short of wonderful, definitely, whatever you do. I Um, hope
1: so. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We we put ourselves on the line, you know, with every project that we do. Um, You know, I'm sure you're familiar with my homage to the master's project that I did with John. And, uh, you know, I learned a lot about uh, how tough uh, your peers can be on you. And, uh, you know, maybe the jealousies that run deep, um, or just the, uh, uh, you know, there, I mean, there, there's, there's a certain amount of harshness, you know, in our industry. And, uh, if you don't put out something and you don't, you don't stay up at the level that you are, um, proposed to be in, uh, they can be very tough on you. So I, I want to make sure that what I do, uh, not that I'm doing it at all for my peers, I'm really doing this for the people uh, you know, uh, of the world, people who like to watch films. Um, I don't know, you know, I don't put too much energy into thinking what my peers really think about. You know, I did it one time and then I just found that you could really um, hurt yourself uh, emotionally by paying too much attention to what others may think uh about your work and um so i've you know kind of just let go of that there and um just do the work that i need to do for myself and for the people who i want to do the work for
0: Mm, that seems like sage advice Um Going back to this to the John Malkovich recreation of the of the Pope. So I've read that you you do a lot of research before you do before you recreate those images um, of photographic um, masters yeah. um, With the Pope image What was the kind of preparation that you had to do with John before that shoot?
1: Yeah, well that uh, that particular shoot um was done for a Polish magazine um, called uh, viva and uh, the the photo editor of Viva had seen my homage to the master's work and really enjoyed the uh, the project and felt that it was something that they really would like to to do for their magazine. so they came up with a few images for me to reproduce for for them. but with each one of these Projects that I that I do recreate, um, I go very 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 deep into my research, and uh, you know I'll Google uh, the subject, which in this case was was Pope uh, Pope John Paul. Um, I will search research the wardrobe. You know I'll sit with my wardrobe stylist, my makeup people, um, and you know the rest of my staff, and we'll sit there and we'll dissect an image. We'll take we'll take imagery that we see um, about the pulp and we'll blow it up because we want to see where the creases in the face are and you know, how much might be underneath the eyes. Uh, when it comes to wardrobe, we blow it up so big because we want to see exactly the exact button, the exact fabric that is used. Um, because in my homage to the master's project, you know, um, I've seen recreations done before and most of them are really bad. And they do not pay homage, truly homage, to the master who created, whose original idea was that image with that person. And so I feel like when you pay homage to somebody, you need to go through the same painsake that they went through to create uh, a wonderful images. You know, they put time into thinking about what wardrobe they wanted, Picasso to wear, or Marilyn Monroe to wear. They, 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 they thought about it. They thought about the light. They thought about the camera angle. They thought about what kind of camera, what kind of film that they wanted to use. And for me, just to um, go into any one of these homage shots and uh, you know spend very little time researching and kind of just nonchalantly put this together is not paying great, great, great homage to the master. You know. Um, I wanted to, do, you know, I didn't want this to be a project that I did in post-production. You know, you know I'm, I'm from the old school, and I learned how to do it right in the camera. And you do it right by doing the research.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: really, you know, it costs money to do a project like this the right way. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, take, for example, um, you know, well, even with the, the Pope's uh, clothing there, I mean, uh, of course, I couldn't get the Pope's robe and the Pope's Cross at the Pope wore so often in his images um, at the Vatican But if I do my research properly and I sit down with my stylist my wardrobe stylist and my seamstress We can actually take a look at that. We could blow that up so big on the screen we could see that what kind of material that this was made out of. We could tell what kind of, uh, you know, the, um, the, 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 the cross, we could tell the detail on the cross and, and what kind of uh, chain that really was and what kind of material the robe was made of and the shirt was made of. We, and then we can go and we could shop, you know, for this material. And, and a lot of times we'll, we'll, we'll shop vintage. We'll shop from places that may have clothing, We may take shirts that were made, you know, in the 1600s, 1700s, 1800s, buy them, then reconstruct them to our needs. I mean, that's how deep we go into with these homage images. And uh, again, if you don't do that, then it becomes just another, you know, another uh, bad idea. And I don't have time for bad ideas or to, to execute bad ideas
2: mhm mm-hmm.
0: well wow, it's it's really really great to hear just how much kind of respect you have for those for those masters and then equally you know hearing about um the respect that you have for the transgender community as well because and, it, and it's apparent as well because you know that image that um we have the print in the box set of the um transgender woman I believe they're in Johannesburg and there are the flowers um f- Kind of behind her, and she sat on this chair in this very regal kind of way. Yeah, um, who who is the person in the image?
1: Well, okay, so that was done in in Catalago, Johannesburg, and uh, I was there uh, in Joburg in 2019, January 2019. I was working on another project called Glory, and it was all about black hair and the beauty. Uh, in black hair and black skin. I had started the project in Chicago then decided to go to Joburg uh, to go work on, on my on my Glory project. And when I, usually when I travel, um, I like to kind of do as many projects as I can because it costs so money to leave the studio, close the studio down. Uh, you know, you have employees still back here, but I'm not producing work. So whenever I go to where I'm going, I try to fit in as much as I can to make it as valuable of time as possible. And so I, I decided to um, pull together a shoot of some transgenders in Africa, which is very, 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 very difficult because um, in, in Africa, uh, most of the transgenders are in, in hiding. Uh, it's, they're, 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 um, it's very dangerous. For them to go out into the world because it is very looked down upon, and there is a lot of murder uh, of the transgenders in Africa. So we had to uh, put this shoot together very secretively and have them all come from a community in one bus that was guarded by you know other people uh, who accept the transgenders there and they brought them to this uh, small, small little town. And, and we found a, uh, a, a a bar, little music hall that was very open-minded, that was gonna allow us to shoot these transgenders in their place. And um, again, they showed up and they were just so, so, so lovely. They were so excited to have their photographs taken. And uh, we actually built these sets inside of uh, this little bar music joint. Uh, I had uh, been shopping at this festival and I ran into a gentleman in Joburg that was very, very, very creative. He was making his own clothes. Mm -hmm. And I asked him if he'd like to style for me, not the clothing, but together for us to make these backgrounds. And so we worked together and came up with just these fabulous, you no, know, they're all very much just materials that are, that are laying around on the streets in Africa. We brought them, we picked them up, brought them into this place and made these wonderful little sets and got this chance to shoot these beautiful, beautiful transgenders in Africa. Probably one of the most rewarding shoots in my whole career.
0: Wow. Yeah, it sounds, it sounds beautiful, like a really beautiful experience. And one of like total human connection as well, which is something that I found looking through your work and even just included in these 10 images um, in this box set, There, you your kind of, um, your global kind of reach and how international your work is, is really apparent. So there's also the, the photograph in Morocco as well. Um, and I know that you went there and took portraits of um is it the snake charmers and the um the kind of market sellers how do you kind of approach those people how do you how do you reach people and actually get them to feel comfortable enough with you to say yeah sure i'm happy to sit
1: yeah well um you know that that project in morocco um you know was kind of an inspiration of um, a project that Irving Penn did in the 50s and 60s, where he would, uh, you know, um, ask people in New York to pose for him, and, and most of them were tradespeople, uh, people who would have a trade, whether they were chimney sweeps, uh, chefs, uh, bakers, whatever they were. Um, I, you know, I'm, I I remember you know uh, seeing this work of of Irving and. It, and, and, and when I when I see certain uh, bodies of work, they just stick in my mind. And uh, so I you know, did some more research on the Irving Penn's work. And then I found out that, uh, of course, the wonderful August Sanders Saunders uh, did sort of the same thing in in Germany. And so I said I thought to myself, well, you know, wouldn't it be interesting for me to go to a country and find tradespeople and photograph them? And so I did this testing in my studio. You know, if you look closely at that shot, it's very, very um, subtle. It's very subtle, but that's actually a black and white photograph on a color background. It's a very, very, very deep, deep, deep red. Where almost you don't almost you almost don't notice the background. But I wanted to find you know my own voice in this work. I didn't want it to be. You know something that Auguste Saunders did or or that Irving Penn had did so I wanted to do a little bit of a Mix of color and black and white which is usually one of the biggest no-no's in photography because it usually looks like hell it <laughs> usually, it usually looks very cheesy and it looks very amateur-ish uh, So I experimented for a while in my in my studio and I remember it took me almost two months to dye this background, this deep, deep, deep red that I wanted it to be. I kept on, you know, I have a bathtub in my studio and I kept soaking this huge piece of canvas in this red dye. And we'd pull it out and we'd photograph it and it would be too bright. It was just too much. I just didn't like the way it looked. So we'd go back into the bathtub for another week, you know, and then we'd pull it out, stretch it, dry it, Do another test and finally I got it to the point where it was a very 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 deep deep burgundy red And that's what I wanted because I wanted it to be extremely subtle Mm -hmm. in the background So now getting back to your question, which I always go all over the place (laughs) 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 Um, You you know uh, for me uh, I've, I've never struggled with going up to people and asking, you know, I learned a lesson very very early on If you don't ask, you'll never get it. Uh, So, you know, again, I think I mentioned it earlier in our interview that uh, the way I feel is very important to treat people is with a tremendous amount of respect, love, and care. And I think when you approach anybody, uh, even a stranger, and they could tell that you're sincere and you are not uh, uh, intruding uh, but you are asking and you are um, you know with kindness in your heart and in your eyes um, You are asking a favor of them. You're asking some, you're, you're asking for a gift from them mm-hmm. um, And so I've never found it to be a really real problem. I mean do I get rejected? Of course, you know uh, Some people just don't want to be photographed The Morocco in the beginning was very 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 difficult um, unfortunately, I mean, here's an interesting story. Magnum, uh, a, a group of Magnum photographers had just been down in Morocco the week before, into Marrakesh, the week before we got there to do our project. And Magnum left the city uh, with a lot of people very, 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 very disappointed in them because um, Magnum photographers, my feeling is, I mean, they they, they they probably don't, they're not askers. You know, they're documentary photographers. So as soon as you ask somebody to take their photograph, you've lost the photograph.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You've lost the mood. You've lost the, you know, what, you're, what you saw initially. So Magnum documentary photographers um, aren't the type of people that will ask for permission. And what happens there, in a place like, Morocco where you're dealing with a lot of Muslim people you know they they feel like you're stealing from them You're you're stealing a piece of their soul So there was a, a you know all through Marrakesh. I mean they had been there for a week shooting Marrakesh It was a project you know for magnum photographers to go shoot people in Marrakesh And they left a lot of people very 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 mad and very disappointed And our first week in Marrakesh was an absolute disaster Because we're trying to um, smooth out what had happened with these Magnum photographers, you know, we—I had to go. I remember we had to go in front of a console uh, to speak to some government people about what our purpose was, what we were going to do with these photographs, uh, what we were going to give the people, um, and and see that's something that Magnum photographers—they don't do. They—they don't reimburse or they don't take care of their subjects. It's really kind of a click, 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 shoot, 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 boom, I'm gone. You know, they don't even sometimes, they don't even speak to the people. So it leaves a, a very distasteful feeling uh, in, in, in these people. So um, after this weekend, we explained what we were there for and what we wanted to do. Um, we also were compensating uh, every single person. Uh, you know, bread is their number one food in America. They they eat loaves of bread with every single meal, and we basically gave them enough money to buy three loaves of bread for a year. You know, so I mean, in our terms of money, it's not a lot. It's like fifty dollars each. You know, mm-hmm. but they were able to. I mean, we would tell them, you know, this we want to buy you your bread for a year, you know, so we gave them this money and it was enough money to buy three loaves of bread for a year. And, and that right there was such a huge help
2: mm-hmm.
1: for these people,
2: mm-hmm. for,
1: any, for anybody there, you know, because again, it's, <clears throat> excuse me, it's somewhat of a, a, a poor community. And just the fact that we were uh, willing to, to, to give them, you know, something to help support them uh, that helped us get just about anybody that we wanted, because people were in need there. And then all of a sudden we found, you know, I would be able to go out and uh, look for the people who I wanted to photograph. And there'd be people coming up to us and saying, how about me? How about me? You know, well, you photograph me, you know, and some of these people we would take on just, even though they weren't what I wanted, but we would do it to appease them because we couldn't, we didn't want to hurt their feelings, you know, so this happens a lot when you're doing a project like that there, but uh, we were there for, I think three to four weeks and I ended up doing, I think over about 450 portraits uh, for this project, you know, and um, so it was a very rewarding, but that's how we get it. I mean, I go up and actually just talk to the people you know. and I also always hire somebody from the location that we're at. Somebody who knows the people, somebody who knows what kind of people are there because I didn't know all the different crafts that uh, Moroccans do. And, you know, like I certainly would have, i I'm certainly, I would have found the, the the snake charmers, but, you know, I needed somebody to go bring me to the snake charmers. And then we, we have to always hire an interpreter too. And uh, in Morocco, they speak, uh, you know, a, a Berber, french and there's another language that 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 they speak there and so i had to hire actually three interpreters you know to you know so that's all project you know like that's done we're all it's it's a team it's a team of people that it really takes i could never go to a you know to a city like that by myself Mm. and pull off we pull off
0: yeah yeah i mean like you're saying you know that that kind of deep um, sense of humanity and respect that you have for, your, for the, these subjects is so apparent, even in the composure of the sitter, and you know how you adorn them um, aesthetically as well. It's just, um, it's really beautiful, and it and it's great to hear that it was that it can sometimes be a kind of a collaboration with the people that are you know that you found. Um, the final. photograph that I wanted to ask you about is kind of along those lines as well, because I'm so intrigued by this character. It's the, um, it's the man who it looks sort of like a warrior and he's head to toe painted in makeup as a skeleton. And his eyes, he just has the most defiant look in his eyes that is just so captivating. Um, Where where was that taken? And and kind of uh, who, who who is this figure in this character?
1: Well, his name is Boy Mark, Boy Mark and uh, he's from Papua New Guinea. And uh, I made three different trips over to Papua New Guinea to photograph the indigenous tribes uh, of Papua New Guinea. And this was uh, uh, Boy Mark was part of the Malasali tribe. Um, so again, it's you know I've always been interested in 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 cultures. Um, I get a curiosity uh, about something, and then I have to fulfill my curiosity by going there and actually uh, investigating and shooting. Phot- I don't want to say shooting, photographing. Um, you know the people of uh, whatever I might be curious of. And with Papua New Guinea, I remember watching a film on. Um, oh, what was that gentleman? He was kidnapped um, Oh Rockefeller uh, Rockefeller the young young Rockefeller boy that was kidnapped and so I watched this documentary on, on, uh, on I mean, you know that documentary uh, Which was shot back in the 60s and there was still a, a, a lot of um, headhunters and um, Cannibalism going on in Papua New Guinea uh, for some reason that rose some interest in me. So I started doing some reading more reading about Papua New Guinea and Decided that this is, you know a country that I need to go visit
2: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, So, you know, this is uh, Boimaruk is just part of the the, the Oma tribe. Oma Mas, I'm, I'm actually reading this here is why I'm looking down mm-hmm. the the Oma Masalali tribe and uh, so I would you know, I would travel down uh, the Cepik River, and I would stop our canoe and we would approach these villages, and we would set up our studio uh, wherever we would go, uh, because these are all under controlled light here. you know um, i I'm, I'm not i i'm I'm not the photographer that takes my takes a thirty five millimeter camera out with a 250, 300 millimeter lens and hides behind a bush and photographs people. That's not my style. My style is to be very intimate with my subject. And that means going, meeting my subject and touching my subject, shaking hands, hugging, uh, having somebody communicate something for me, what I'm, what I'm doing there. Um, And that's what we did in Papua New Guinea. We did three trips there and it looks like I'm gonna be making another trip there uh, this summer uh, To work on some films with a filmmaker who would like me to join him uh, this summer, so, you know, it's been a great project and uh, We're trying right now to get that book published and um, You know, it's just fulfilling to me to be able to share uh, with the world uh, images that uh, I would say probably in 20, 30 years, you're not going to see people like this here because uh, the world has become westernized and it has crept into uh, even these very remote places in the world where they have no phone, they have no 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 computers, they don't have magazines, but somehow, you know, you will see, you know, the, usually by missionaries. Missionaries will bring in clothing, uh, Americanized or Europeanized clothing. You know, from Nike, Adidas, Champion. You know, uh, uh, you know, you, you'll find the, the losers of the Super Bowl uh, shirts will, will, will go to these these places, and and, and, they're, and they're wearing shirts of uh, of a losing team. You know, mm-hmm. it's just the oddest thing in the world, and you're going to see in 20 years. That, that they will no longer be wearing their traditional, you know, clothing. And uh, thus, what we do as photographers is very important for history because this is going to be probably the greatest reference. I don't know of anybody else who has spent as much time uh, who, or has done as many portraits in Papua New Guinea uh, as I have done here. And so I think it'll be a nice record, nice documentation for history for years to come
0: absolutely i love that image i think that as i said the defiant look in his eyes um just the makeup the attention to sort of detail it's just absolutely beautiful um and so these are just four images that we've discussed out of the 10 that are included in the um selection um how did you select those 10 in particular how did you piece them together
1: yeah well you know for me um even though um, I believe in in, in series I, I I mean almost all my projects are series i I, I don't do many one offs uh, in a project, or if I have an idea, it's deeper than just a single image. It's usually a a series and takes years and years to shoot. Um, so I decided that instead of doing just one complete series, it might be nice to share um through this wonderful gift that you are doing to help hepatitis c which is i think is just for me is just absolutely beautiful that you're doing this um, i thought that um it would be nice for the person who purchased my box to get just maybe just a little little taste a little taste of who i am uh, mm-hmm. these are just uh, uh every single one of these images here uh are, are part uh, of a much bigger uh, selection of work. Yeah, I mean, there's not an image here that was just a one-off. So this is all um, part of who I am. And, uh, you know, and each project uh, or each uh, series was a, you could actually document it as a different part of time of my life. You know, uh, and, 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 and through this work, you could probably figure out some of the things that I was going through in my life. Or whatever but it's kind of like my diary and so I just thought it'd be nicer to share um, from my heart some of the series that I felt were something that really helped me through my life through my career and share that with others.
0: Mm. Thank you so much, Sandro. That's so beautiful. Um, And like you said, the collection altogether, it really is just some of the most stunning um, kind of taste, as you you put it, of your work. Um, So we thank you so much. And it's truly an honour to include you in this charity project um, of the photography box sets. I would love to stay and ask you about every single one of them and more, um, but I will let you get on with your day. And (laughs) Thank you very, very much.
1: You're welcome. Thank you so much. And thank you for what you guys are doing. I do think it's really, you know, wonderful, wonderful work. And it it is a response, our, our responsibilities as photographers to try to help as many as these uh, foundations and charities and people that are in, in need as, as possibly can. It's, you know, you sell an image, somebody purchases an image, you know, two people are, are actually benefiting the person who purchased the box set and the recipient of the money that it comes to so it's really a win-win situation with these um you know programs
2: yeah absolutely
0: thanks very much sandro um, well, best of luck with all the projects and the feature film and all the rest of it i'm really excited to see see where that goes cool <laughs> bye thank you for listening to art on a podcast to find out more about anything in today's episode, go to artonapostcard.com and be sure to follow us on all our social channels at Art on a Postcard. Goodbye!